This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Today is our Week 15 Thursday NFL episode. This is the episode when we get feedback from the wise guys who listen to the show. We make our survivor pick and build our money line underdog round robin. We'll give out our foxhole bet, our big balls bet of the week. And we narrowed down our picks for the free-to-play favorites podcast $100,000 pro football pick'em contest, as our old pal Colin Coward likes to say, there's a sea of money out there. Because there's a sea of money out there. If you want to follow along with our official bets, you can check them out on the contest website, favorites.actionnetwork.com, when we lock them in before kickoff on Sunday. If you prefer using the award-winning Action app, you can also track all the bets Simon and I lock in by following two accounts, the Phase 5 and the Favorites podcast. Now, let's bring in my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Aloha, Chad. Brother, you got some froggy, some sleepy froggy today. I'm I'm sick. I've been sick for two weeks, and it's six in the morning. This is, this is what you're getting, people. This is as good as it gets. You're fighting through it. You're coming to the table with everything you got because you're committed to this podcast. You're committed to our audience. The good news is, I don't think we've had a week this year where we've been more aligned from the jump on, say, five to seven games. Uh, in fact, we're getting a little... It's week 15. We're, get, we're getting a little bit smarter about this contest. I was doing some research last night for the show and feeling more and more confident about the Bears, which was your, Simon Says, at three and a half. And then I got nervous that like I saw this line move in and that might move in the contest. So I did log into the contest site last night. And since the Bears were at three and a half, I had to make four of the picks in order to make sure we lock in at least the Bears at three and a half for now as we go through this. So I did lock in four other picks. You and I debated them last night. We're going to run through all those, plus others that I think are still on the table uh, and we will monitor before we officially lock in on Sunday. I'm excited to see what we have in store for us today, what the Sharps have to say, how the lines that are moving are impacting us. A lot to discuss, but generally feeling a lot less antsy about this than I have in weeks. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else every day. They power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boost. 
Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 and older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions and restrictions apply. All right. Week 15, kickoff is approaching. Opportunities all over the board. It's time for Sharp Call. Hello, who's there? I'm talking. Ring, ring, telephone ring. Somebody said, baby, what you doing? Chad, the funniest thing that happened yesterday was definitely you hitting me up, trying to get our picks in. I was like, oh, Chad's excited this week about getting our picks in. Uh, I don't know when's the last time our week got decided by half a point. It's been a while, so hopefully your instincts are white, you're right, and your intuition's right, and it matters this week. But we've had a run here either we cover and we went outright or we just get blown out. I feel like we've not had a close spread here in a couple of weeks, which has been a little weird. So I'm hoping you're right this week. Maybe the spreads will matter. But, um, yeah, it's it's been one of those seasons. If you bet the dog, they've kind of been winning outright in a couple of these matchups. I mean, even last week, right around Robin came through betting these dogs. So, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm with Chad. We did we did put our five in yesterday a little early, but. Like Chad always says, they're subject to change, so things could change. But um, are we going to say what our five are at the end of the show, right? We will at the end of the show. We'll lock in uh, and tell everybody what our five are. It's uh, um, I'm built. You know what, Simon? In the content business, we call this building anticipation. You know what can't build anticipation? Chat GPT. That's why it can't replace us. Easy to say right now. We'll talk again in 10 years. Um, what do you want me to do? You want me to talk Saturday too for Sharp Calls or just Sunday? Yeah, I think everyone wants to hear where the Sharps are leaning, even if it's not games we can play in the contest, for sure. Yeah, I just found it interesting that the a lot of pros I talked to like the the Denver, which I thought was interesting. Um, it's a game I really have much feel for. They do like Denver. Still really have no real feel for it. Like, I kind of want to take well, the, the lines, if they get to three, three and a half, it, it feels like that's where I'd break. But it's still a four in a lot of books. No real opinion from me. I can tell you the professionals do like Denver. Um, the game I liked two and a half Pittsburgh, I knew the pros are going to be on it. It's just, it's just a Tomlin spot. It's what the professionals are going to play. Saw it coming a mile away. And I think it's gone from two and a half to one, one and a half at a lot of books. Yep, it Wouldn't be shocked if this closes a pick or just where it's at right now at one. It's just a coin flip game. So, um, not shocking. This has come down. You know, the, the guys I talked to that like Pittsburgh, it's the kind of the same reason I do. It's a, it's a good spot to back a team on the road as a dog for Tomlin after two bad losses. It's a cold team that, you know, they've been overachieving. Like they have, I mean, an argument that's crazy to think in my head, but you know, Steichen's been really good. They could be what a top 10 coach team right now. Like the Colts are seven and five with a backup quarterback. They've really overachieved. I think professionals like me are just looking at it. It's like, okay, it's, it's gone long enough. The value shifted against them. Um, You know, did I see them getting blown out last week by Cincinnati? No, but I did like Cincinnati. This week, I actually do like Pittsburgh, but like Chad said the other show, we, we can't play them in contests, so uh, I'll be betting it just won't be one of our five. Now we'll get to the good part, the Sunday games. Let's start the ones I got wrong that the pros like, and I'm on the other side of it. Um, Jaguars, I don't see it. I've had about 20 conversations. I don't get it. Uh, everyone thinks Baltimore is going to slip up and this is a bad spot and they want to fade them this week and then back them next week against, I think the 49ers. 
I don't know. I just, I don't see it. I just don't see the Ravens having back-to-back bad games. Like last week was a bad game against the Rams. I mean, they kind of sleptwalked through it, kind of should have lost. Um, and then, you know, Lamar got that two-pointer and they got that kick return in overtime. It's just, um, I don't know. It doesn't feel like I'm buying high on the Ravens. I think if they lost last week against the Rams, that's what this number would be. The number would be three, right? So it feels properly priced, but I can tell you I'm on the opposite side. So maybe me and Chad won't have this in our contest just because I've talked to so many pros who love the Jaguars here, but I don't, I don't see it. I'm walking to the trap with uh, anyone betting this Baltimore team. It's just, I'm missing something, but um, I can tell you if you just want to avoid it, that's the pros like the Jaguars. Next, I one. don't feel like this was ever going to be in our contest because I'm skeptical of the Ravens on the road at a number of three or better. Why, though? That's what I, I kept saying to them. Why are you skeptical of this number against a Jaguars team? Oh, it's not about the Jaguars team. It's about the spot. And Lamar Jackson is a favorite and historically not being able to cover this kind of number. It's, why, it's one of the reasons we liked the Rams last week. We liked the matchup, but we also liked the fact that when Lamar is this big of a favorite... It was, doesn't play to his... seven and a half, though. This is three three points against the Jaguars. No, no, I get it. Beating pretty much no one. But that's the line of demarcation, three or better. So, Yeah, just found it interesting. Another game the pros like that. I'm on the other side. They like Washington. I don't get it. I, I don't see it. I like. I feel like we're getting good value on the Rams at six and a half. Just going to stay away. Apparently, it's it's a trap, and I'm walking right into it. But it's another All right, game. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. We're gonna Let's talk about that one a little bit later because – I, we were texting about that one last night, and I was trying to get your sense. So uh, that's definitely one we'll go deeper on. Yeah, don't get it. Uh, talk to a couple of guys who love Dallas, which I was shocked by. I thought everyone would just be in unison on this Buffalo team. It's just another week of people split. It's like last week with the Eagles-Dallas game. I and mean, It's just people are going to be split. I mean, it's like the Eagles-49ers game. A bunch of pros are split on that one. Same thing here. It's just there's some guys who are just very dug in on this Dallas team. I really like them. I mean, they're not, uh, they're not, not that I don't think they're overreacting, but I do think they are where it's like, this is when you get off Dallas. We always hit this point in every season with Dallas. Like they're, they're, they're fans of Baldwin. Uh, Stephen A. Smith is going to be talking about them. Is, is this the year the Cowboys win the Super Bowl? Everyone's just going to be drinking the Kool Aid. And this is usually where I get off and I make good money here, but I don't think people, especially betters, trust the Bills like I do. And it's hard for me to disagree with it. Sean McDermott, his defense when he has a lead, has been atrocious this season. And could we easily get backdoored by Dallas? Yes, but when I'm making this bet, this is a bet I'm making of like, you know, the Bills are going to beat them by more than a touchdown. This won't be a close game. So uh, that's another one we're going to definitely have to dive into, Chad. Um, yeah. And then the last last two that they agreed us with on, well, I guess three. No-brainer, you take the Panthers here against Atlanta. Another no-brainer back in the Bears against a banged-up Cleveland team, which we're going to talk about. And then, again, me and you really didn't talk much about, but the pros love it. The Patriots, which I did think we gave out at 9.5. We did. down to 7.5, 8, a lot of books. Not shocking there the pros came in on. It was just too big of a number. Mix in now you have all these bullshit rumors about Belichick. I mean, come on. It's going to be pros versus Joes. The public will be on the Chiefs. The pros will be on the Patriots. I'm just shocked it's moved two points since Tuesday. So was nine and a half. Now it's seven and a half. 
As a reminder, you can catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. All right, you mentioned a lot of the games that we're talking about. Uh, we got to get to our Foxhole. We've got to yeah. get to Survivor. Um, Survivor's done. Get to our... I lost. What's that? I lost Survivor. We're done with Survivor. Yeah, I got. I'm. So, I don't know if we brought it up last show, but yeah, I'm. I'm dead. Pittsburgh lost. Green Bay lost. Oh, I, that's right. That's right. I forgot about. People, I'm still in one, but it's over. It, it is sadly over for me. I totally forgot about that. All right. Yep. Uh. Well, listen. Sad day. Survivor. No longer survivor. <laughs> uh, we got to get to our to week big, fourteen. We got to get to our big balls. Better the week. Yeah. Uh, um. As we've said all season. The public is having the best year of betting against the spread. Here's some new numbers from Evan Abrams. Public sides, the teams receiving the majority of betting tickets this year, 108, 86, and 6. That is the best start through this point in the season for the public in our Bet Labs database, which goes back uh, 18, almost 19 years now to 2005. It is not a streaky thing, folks. Public has gone 500 against the spread or better in 12 of 14 weeks this season. The fact that the public keeps winning is remarkable. By the way, that percentage is 56%, just about 55.7. Three-ish percent edge for what you need in order to make any money accounting for the juice at 10%. The public is crushing this year, which also explains, Simon, a lot of our challenges, right? Since week eight, we've sort of been battling that two, three, two, three, three, two, two, three, eking out wins because these sides that we normally take haven't been covering. So another week, we'll do what we do. We're going to fight through. We're not going to be cowed by what has been happening. We're going to stick with our success metrics, our instincts, our research, our analysis, what we know to be true. First game up, we mentioned it, Chicago Bears at Cleveland Browns. Browns are now minus three at bet 3.65. This game is the reason I put the picks in last night. It was at three and a half in the contest. I saw it moving. It only took 15 weeks for my instincts to think, okay, how will that impact the contest? I made the bet in the contest, realized if I'm going to do that, I got to pick the other four games. But this was the game that made me want to do it. I wanted this three and a half. Um this was Simon says. And like you just said, this is about a couple things. Cleveland's strength has been its offensive and defensive line. Cleveland's interior offensive line is decimated right now. Cleveland's defensive line suffering through a lot of injuries. So you're getting a healthy versus unhealthy advantage. Joe Flacco, we're peak Joe Flacco right now. That game last week against the Jaguars, big win. The strength of the Bears, their rush defense, is the strength of the Browns' offense. So that mitigates their rush offense and puts more pressure on Flacco to be protected behind an offensive line that is injured and a Bears defensive end in Montez Sweat, who is really coming into his own right now. Plus, Jalen Johnson is the number one rated cornerback, according to PFF. So should we be betting the Bears in the money line here? Yeah, we'll get them in the money line around Robin for sure. Uh, we just talked about it. It's like, is that half point going to matter? Probably not, but it makes me and Chad sleep better at night knowing we have a yep. three and a half rather than a two and a half. And that's the God honest truth. Um, 
yeah, the public's had has done well, but at the same time, you know, I say it all the time, Chad, if our worst weeks are two and three, yeah, you can quit your day job. You are really good at gambling just because two and three weeks, I mean, they hurt, but out of 12,000 people, somehow we're still in the, what, top 300, top 400 of people in the contest. So it's just, you know, if you can mitigate your bad weeks as a better, it doesn't really matter how well the public's doing. Like, yeah, if they weren't doing this well, Chad, would mean you being the 60%. Yes, a lot of those dogs we bet on would have gone our way, where it's really gone the favorite's way. Um, but it, it stinks. But again, it's, it's a bit of time. If you follow what we're doing, you're going to be a long-term winner. You just have to make it through these rough weeks, which if our rough weeks are two and three, life's, life's pretty good. Uh, I'll take that any time because we've had one, one and four week and man, was that painful. So um, yeah, look at this game. We knew even whatever that was Sunday night, we talked about it. We knew most likely we we're going to be on it. Um, but the fact that, you know, you go, I went back and watched that Flacco game. It's incredible. I mean, he threw for over 300 yards, multiple touchdowns. Um, it was so bizarre watching that game tape. But the biggest thing I noticed from it was it was really, um, you know, well-designed, but it was all based off run pass. Like they would either fake the run and the linebackers would step up or they'd run an RPO and he would just do one read and throw it quick to a Cooper. It was just a lot of that. So um, you know, the Bears – they have really good linebackers. If there's a team that can do well against those kind of looks, it is the Bears. Like, they have the speed. They have the linebackers can play that style. And you've seen it since you guys have gotten help up front, like Sweat. The linebackers will be able to play better because he is clogging up those holes and forcing the running back to go where they want the running back to go. So, um, yeah, Bears, nothing, nothing would have moved me off this number, honestly. Like, maybe if there was a Justin Fields injury, I would have maybe thought twice about betting this. But been Bennett since Sunday – the fact that every day we get another defensive player hurt and out for the season from this Cleveland team, they, they've just had the worst luck of any team this season, right? Like defensively, offensively, the injuries they had. I mean, they lost the best player in their team, Nick Chubb, or I guess Garrett's the best player, but Chubb, and then they lose their quarterback. It's just been a disaster. So um, number doesn't make sense, Chad. I still don't know why it is three. Could easily see this being two, two and a half by kickoff and, Chad's right. Like, if you can still get the three and a half, what are you waiting for? We, we gave it out Tuesday. At Simon says, go grab it. It's, it. It is going to just go down to three. Yeah, I, this is one of those games and one of those teams. I just don't think bookmakers in the market have adjusted to the Bears. They're, they're caught up in the narrative that this is a terrible team. They're caught up in the narrative of what the Bears were before Justin Fields came back. They're caught up in the narrative of Justin Fields and the Bears – blowing a massive lead to the Lions in the final four minutes and Justin Fields' first game back two or three weeks ago. Um, we talked about it in the YouTube exclusive favorites film room, breaking down Justin Fields. He's making better decisions. He's quicker uh, when he is making those decisions. Uh, he's making the right reads. The next four weeks as a Bears fan are going to be fascinating because it will define the Bears fandom for a generation. They have all the opportunities, all the tools in front of them. They have salary cap space. They have draft assets. They have a quarterback who is on the verge or do they get rid of that quarterback, go for broke, get another quarterback with a longer tail in terms of a financially uh, responsible contract that they can build even greater. 
Justin Fields is playing for his legacy. He's playing for his future as a bear. He's playing for his future as a, as a quarterback somewhere else. He's playing for his next coach. These next four weeks are everything for Justin Fields and the Bears franchise. It is, the stakes are massive, massive. And a nice stat from Evan here, which is, again, I love Justin Fields. I love what the offense is doing, but this bet really is more about the Bears defense and Cleveland's defense. So EPA per play on defense since week 11, the Bears are fifth in the league. Cleveland's 18th. And yep. this is a Cleveland team that was historically great. And the injuries have just caught up to them, right? And you can say it's matchup. Like, well, who have these two teams, different teams have played? The Bears have played the Lions twice in that span, like one of the best offenses in all football, and they've made them not look as great. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid in Chicago. We might we might get caught here because maybe we are buying at the peak, but it just feels like what Chad said is true. The books have not adjusted enough to this Bears defense, what they've been these last couple of weeks. Atlanta at Carolina, you mentioned it. Uh Right now in the contest, it's three and a half. So that's another reason why I wanted to grab it. It's generally three across the board at most books. You and I both betted at three. We talked about it on Tuesday. I almost didn't want to talk about it. I think my one line was, we know Carolina's the right side. We're going to bet it. Let's not talk about it. But the more I looked at it and the more I did a little research on sort of what they did against the Saints, they just shouldn't have lost that game. And, and, or if they did, we shouldn't have been by whatever it was, 20 It shouldn't points. have been by, you know, 20-something points. Yeah. Right? They got a lockdown corner in J.C. Horn, who's back. They got a premier edge rusher in Brian Burns. Both teams have terrible quarterbacks. Atlanta has really played on the edge all season long, right? So I feel like we are going to be more comfortable betting against Desmond Ritter as a road favorite and taking what we think is the value in Bryce Young. Yeah, comfort is not something I'd use in any way for either side in this game. No, you're right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be an awful experience. I already know it, but um, Chad just said it so well where it's like, this is how we win. We we play these spots. We bet these dogs. And it doesn't – I'm looking at all the dogs right now. Like, I'm going through it on my phone. I don't think there's an uglier dog this week. Like, this is is as ugly as it gets for the Panthers. Like, they are so bad – that this is this is probably the most public side, right? I don't. I haven't looked. Um, I haven't talked to many bookmakers this week, but it feels like when I talk to a bunch of guys, it's going to be yeah. We desperately need the Panthers this week, just because everyone's out. The only people who were betting them were the professionals, and um, you know, I've talked to a handful, and there's just some that are like, you know, like I do the thing where I boycott teams. I talked to a couple of guys, and they boycott this Panther team. They just. They don't. They think Bryce Young is broken right now, and it's going to take an offseason to fix him. Where my view is, what Chad just said is, I'm betting on their defense here. Like this to me is a defensive bet on the Panthers at home, outdoors against an Atlanta team that historically doesn't travel great. Um, they usually play better in the dome than they do outdoors. Uh, but you know, just l- looking at uh, the record of this Atlanta team. They don't really blow teams out, Chad. Like if you go through their schedule, yeah, um, yeah. Week one, yeah, they did blow out the Panthers. They beat them twenty-four to ten. But if you go through their schedule, every other game they're usually winning by three points, two points, and then we've seen two their... points, three points, one point. Like I, yeah. dude, I did the same thing. That's why I'm and... saying they've been on the edge all year. This is not a team that can blow no. teams out. Um, and I don't think, I don't think they're as good as they were in week one, to be honest. 
I think it's easier when you get more tape on Desmond Ritter because you know exactly what he wants to do. If you go through his tape, he's got, you know, there's there's throws he cannot make and there's throws he can make, and that's how they scheme it. And, um, yeah, another great stat by Evan. Every every Atlanta game this year has a spread of three and a half for points or less. Like, that's perfectly sums up this Atlanta team where if they're playing a really good team and they're catching seven, six points, sure, me and Chad wouldn't mind backing them. But when they're playing all these mid a below average teams like they did with the Bucks last week. It's like they really shouldn't be catching points against anybody, right? They're kind of a coin flip team yeah. every week. So um no also no doubt. the most the second most public team this week, 76% of the tickets on the Falcons, which by the way, it could it could be a good omen with the way the public is going this week, but we will continue to fade the public. Uh yeah. I mean, we don't always like, again, we, we ride the public sometimes, but in these kind of spots, we're getting a home divisional dog. Never, 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 never would I just, you know, ride, ride with them on that one, especially when it's an egregious number like this, where this should be one and a half two. we're getting an extra point for free because Carolina has been a joke this season. So um, yeah, it's, I don't know if I'll get the three and a half. Uh, I know Chad said, we got that in contest, but I've been betting the three. I have no fear of taking the three. It's just yeah. rarely, do, well, rarely do these games land on a push, especially with the way these teams go for two-pointers and missed extra points. So, um, yeah, Panthers, we're all in. Like, it's going to be in our contest. It's going to be in our money line round around, Robin, and I'm sick for it. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another one that might be in our round, Robin, three and a half at the Green Bay Packers. I got it. I bet the I bet the Bucks at three and a half. Um, I can't decide here though. Are we like? Uh, are are we wise? We wisely bet against Jordan Love last week as a favorite on the road against the Giants. That was an easy call. Smash spot on the Giants. So predictable. Exactly what we expected it to be. He just looked like a different quarterback than he had the previous month. Is this week a bet against Jordan Love or a bet on Baker Mayfield, whose moxie we love, who you broke down in the favorites film room yesterday brilliantly? Give us our perspective here, because I know we want to bet the box. I have bet the box. You have bet the box. They'll be in our contest. But why do we like the box? <laughs> it's a good number, but yeah, it's, it is a bet on Jordan Love. It should come back to earth, right? It's his first year as a starter. So they had a nice run, but like I say all the time, the more teams get tape on you, the more that they learn the things you like to do and they take away those things. And, you know, Buck's coaching staff is total dumpster fire compared to anything that the Giants have, right? And the Giants defense, they really put a tape out there what to do to Jordan Love to kind of take away what he wants to do. Like, he doesn't like dealing with that extra pass rusher, especially when he's doing his little play action plays. Um you know, there's just a bunch of things they could take advantage of, but it is it is kind of betting on Baker, Chad. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I just feel if we're down by a field goal, you know, or whatever, four or five points, and Baker has the ball, you know, we're not totally dead, and that's a lot when you're betting ugly dogs at this point of the season. Because it's just, you know, if they were good, the Bucks, this wouldn't be a three and a half, right? And that's why it is where it's like. They're kind of begging us to bet this one, Chad, which I'm with you. It's a little scary on it. Um, like, I wouldn't be shocked if we do change it out if we find a game we like more because, you know, I did think it was going to be a bigger bet on mine, but now that we're sitting here Thursday, 
It's probably not one of my five biggest bets so far, but I do really like it. Like, I like the number. I like the spot. But I think you said it perfectly where it's like this Bucks team, you know, they overachieve and then they kind of lay an egg and they overachieve and they kind of lay an egg. And this could be an egg laying spot. Uh, but, man, that's such a big that's such a big spread. Three and a half. It's just that's that's my problem here is I'm just so enticed by the number where I just I don't think Jordan Love should be catching three and a half against a team that's leading their division right now. It's just it feels like it's too many points. For Jordan Love. So totally get it. If you're getting a little cold feet or if the fans of the show are, it's just um, when I saw the spread, it felt like it was a little too big to pass on it. Definitely getting cold feet. Uh, <laughs> it's fair. 100% getting cold feet. It just, I know it makes sense. This is one where I feel like we're using the word feel too much. Do you know what I mean? And we have seen things in Baker this season, times we've bet on him and we haven't walked away from those games when we lost, thinking, yeah. oh, I regret it. Oh, Baker is the reason. Oh, we're putting the Bucks on blast, or the Bucks are going to be the team that we're crossing off the list. The way we have thought about Bryce Young or Desmond Ritter or Mac Jones, right? Baker, like, he's enticed us enough to bait us a little bit. And it's very possible we're going to be fading Jordan Love and a better coaching staff in a bounce back game. That that's my biggest concern. Um, Houston at Tennessee, Tennessee two and a half. This one we debated a lot. Uh, as we like to say, you're my guy, and this is in for now. I'm I'm kind of agnostic on it. Um, don't have a strong feeling. I know it's a variable spot, twenty nine seventeen straight up. But as a favorite, we talked about this on Tuesday, twenty twenty five and one against the spread. Uh, since 2021, 9-10 against the spread at home. Um, and against the AFC South, the Titans have lost strict six straight divisional games straight up. What? So this was my feeling on Tuesday. I didn't have the numbers to back it up as to why I love Rabel as a dog, don't like him as a favorite. D'Amico Ryan's discussed C.J. Stroud's status this week. He made it seem like they were going to be really patient, think long-term. I don't think he's going to play this week. He was not in practice on Wednesday. Um, so to me, this is a bet on Simon Hunter <laughs> and a bet against Davis Mills. Well, find me, Evan, find me some what, what Tennessee and Vrabel have done to Houston in his career because I feel like it's been good. Like an auto bet I make – Every year they play this game is Derrick Henry over rushing yards, Derrick Henry anytime touchdown, and then I bet Tennessee to win. So, um, yeah, those stats scared me a little bit, but for some reason the gambler in me, Chad, I've made some really good money betting Tennessee against Houston these last couple of years. Okay, not crazy. Six and four straight up against Houston is career variable. Um, yeah, it's honestly – I'm. I just wanted to get the number at two and a half just before – CJ got cleared, or if he is going to come back, you know, it'll stink because I'm going to lose value here. But if he is out, I do think this number will go up to three and a half, three. So um, I like it. I just, I like this spot for Tennessee. Um, the defense they run, it is the best defense that, uh, like, they're the way their secondary plays, it's the perfect matchup, best matchup for Will Levis and Hopkins as well for deep balls. Like, the way they play, the way their, sa their safety step up, He's going to get one-on-one -on -one a ton with Hopkins on the outside. And we've seen it where it's like 
you know, it might not be the greatest throw by Will Levis, but Hopkins is so veteran savvy. He can even push the defender off of him, but he knows how to shield the arm with his body where it doesn't look like he's pushing off, but he is to get open and catch these balls. I just, I love all these little in-game matchups for the offense for Tennessee. The fear is Tennessee's defense, they've had major injuries to the D-line. They've traded away their best safety. And if it's CJ, like, yes, Chad, I would be terrified. It literally will be open season for them in the secondary. He'll be able to pass all over them. But like I said, if it's Davis Mills, we got to be feeling pretty good here about fading him as an under a three-point dog. So, um, yeah, we have an end of the contest right now, two and a half. If it is Sunday, if it's CJ, Chad, I got no issue me and you switching this one out. It's going to be interesting. I feel like there's a couple games, and there's one coming up that I want to see if we can have a longer conversation about. But first, Dallas at Buffalo. Uh, this was my exact decision, the Buffalo Bills minus two and a half. You know, you mentioned in the sharp calls that wise guys have come in on Dallas and this number, this moved down. I thought it was going to go to three. And um, even yesterday afternoon, it was two and a half minus 118. Like it looked like it was heading to three. And then wise guys started pounding the Cowboys and it's at, uh, it was at one and a half. Now it's back up to two. Um, I don't know why people don't think Dallas is at the top of the market but there's a couple things about the Bills. And again, we talked about this in Green Dot Daily on Tuesday. You mentioned this. The Bills schedule after this. They play the Chargers. They play the Patriots, I think. And they play the Dolphins. They end the season with the Dolphins. That could be for the division. Right now, you can get the Bills to win the AFC East. This is a, a boost from Bet365, they're giving this to us and our listeners, and we like it. The Bills to win the AFC East boosted it to plus 325. Go to the NFL section of Bet365 under Bet Boosts. This is about the defense to me. Rasul Douglas, fourth-rated cornerback, pro football focus. That defense is just getting better since Matt Milano went down in that game against the Jags in London. It takes a few weeks for replacements to come in and get a feel for the game, get comfortable with their new teammates, and be a part of the flow. We did see that defense play much better against Patrick Mahomes. I like this, this defense much more. And I think that was the biggest problem. We already got Josh Allen playing at MVP level. Doesn't make sense to me why you wouldn't want to back the Bills here. Yeah, I, I, a little pushback on the defense um, would would be the fact that they have had a nice little run here against bad quarterbacks. And they played one good quarterback, which Hurts was. He put up 37 points or whatever it was against them. I'm right there with you. It's It's more about fading Dallas. Like Dallas have had... Incredible turnover luck. I mean, since what? The 49ers game? So yep. since October 8th, they've had some really good luck bounce their way. I mean, they beat the Chargers by three points the next week. They had their bye. Then they blow out the Rams. You know, great game. Lose by five to the Eagles. Game they probably should have won. Then they have blow out Giants, blow out Panthers, blow out Washington. And then they play Seattle on the Eagles, which were both semi-close games. They kind of blew out the Eagles there at the end um, when they got all those turnovers. So... It's a Dallas team that, yeah, like 
They can be really dominant. But are they tested like this Bills team is? Like this Bills team feels like they've been playing playoff games for like five weeks now. Like they've yeah. just been through it. They're so tested. Um, this is the gauntlet we talked about with this Dallas team, right? They got to go Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. Like that's really hard to run through that. I know it doesn't sound as hard as it did a couple of weeks ago, right? When we had a lot more respect for Miami and Detroit. But all those teams can score and move the ball. And I've been saying it. Like, I think Dallas' defense is good. Do I think they're a top three team that people keep talking about they are? No. I don't really think they're that great of a defense, especially scheme-wise. And they've just been living and dying off these turnovers. So, yeah, if Josh Allen throws three picks, we're dead. Me and Chad know this. But if he can just give us just one pick, protect the ball, you know, no cook fumble. It's just all about protecting the ball for this Bills team. I don't see it where Dallas wins this game. It's just when you're looking at the the way it matches up, like Chad said, there's things that Bills can do defensively that can stop this Dallas offense. I mean, they they haven't people haven't been talking about it. They cannot run the ball. Like this Dallas team, it's been all deck. That's why he is the favorite for MVP. It's really been on his back because they really have not had a running game. Like Pollard has not been what they thought he was going to be. He's he's not been Ezekiel Elliott type for them, especially in the red zone. He's not been the running back they need. So um, you know. If I was going to say the one biggest weakness for that Bills team is you can run it on them, I don't really have that fear here with this Dallas team, Chad. So no, nothing's changed for me. Yes, the pros are split on it. I still have a ton of confidence in this Bills team, especially under a field goal at, at this number. I agree. I have, I have no reason to want to take this out. Top of the market for Dallas, improving team in the Bills with an MVP caliber quarterback. And Josh Allen. I thought you made a really interesting point the other day. Josh Allen, 20 to 1 to win MVP. Still a live market in this, right? And if Josh yeah. Allen wins out, beats the Chiefs, beats the Cowboys, wins the rest of their games, leads the league in touchdown passes, leads the league in total touchdowns, and that team wins the division, you're talking about a much different conversation. Uh, and Josh Allen would be a worthy candidate. For MVP, it's been a, he's he's been phenomenal. He's been that whole team. Yeah, and again, eleven and six sounds way better than ten and seven. So he does need to win out. Washington at the Rams. Okay, so I love this game. We were texting about it last night. Uh, we decided to take it out of our final five when I was rushing picks in initially. Is the skepticism from you what you said about sharp calls that? The the wise guys are on Washington. Makes no sense to me. I feel like this is a, a couldn't be more of a mismatch. I feel like we're getting lucky to get it under seven. Yeah, and we'll see. I I don't get it either. It's like the same scenario where, again, it's not the same group where I'm like we have to bet Washington, but it feels like this is the Washington when they went up to Seattle and the the number dropped all the way to five and a half. And I think the game landed on three. Uh, Seattle won by three. Um, it's just. I don't think they can quit Washington. Like they still have those googly goggly eyes for Sam Howe and how well he played to start the year. And um, I'm with you, Chad. I got zero interest, zero invested into Washington. All my bets so far have been on the Rams. Um, oh, there you go. LA Rams, biggest public side right now, 81%. But mm. I don't hate it because they are home. Like it, it's different for me when it's a home team and it's non-divisional. I don't mind it as much if it's the biggest public side, but 
not shocking here. Like this, this to me will be in every money line parlay, every teaser, everything's going to be tied to this team. That's why it's six and a half, right? You can six point tease it. Yeah. All you need is them just to win. Um, you know, this is, we say all the time, this is the book moneymaker. Like there's always one, one game this week where the book needs desperately. And this is probably their, their breaker. So um, yeah, if I still had my survivor contest, this is who I would have picked the Rams here. Like I'm just, I'm with Chad. Like I love this number, but um, yeah, the, the pros love it. So when it got to seven, the pros hammered it. Now it's just six, six and a half two days now and the money's been pouring in on the Rams and it's not budging. So um, just, just be careful if you are betting the Rams in this spot. Is this our foxhole? Feels like we're in the foxhole here. All right. <laughs> we're in the foxhole with the Los Angeles Rams minus six and a half. You know me, regardless of what's going on, I'm a foxhole guy. I commit to a team. I commit to a city. Uh, I'm a foxhole guy. We love it. Going to the foxhole. By the way. <laughs> you love it. Don't put me. I, I like it. I don't love it. Guy, we're in the fucking foxhole. When you're in the foxhole, <laughs> there are no atheists and you're always in love. That's it. Spoken we are like a in- true Scientologist. We we are in the foxhole together. You don't. You're never half in a foxhole, Simon. You're <laughs> all the way in the foxhole. That's how you survive. <laughs> That's true. That's the definition of foxhole. You're not sneaking your head out. Hey, what are the bad guys over there doing? Let me sneak my head out. That's how <laughs> you get snipered. We're in the oh, foxhole. God. We didn't big balls bet anything though. I'm waiting for us to get to the show here. Just make sure our graphic guys can get it right. We're not going to question it. We'll have a definite big balls. All right. Well, do you want to – it might be different than the one I'm thinking. So why don't you – Okay. I have one more game I want to discuss. But if it – I don't know if it's going to be the game that is the shared big balls. So – I was going to say be, Patriots for big balls. Do we care that the number has moved so much? No. We don't. No, I still think it has plenty of room to move. Like, I get, we say all the time, nine and a half is kind of a dead number. Eight and a half, yes, that's important. But seven and a half, I mean, that's the key. Like, you want to grab a seven and a half. So, um, it's just, it, I feel like it takes balls to fade a, a crying Mahomes after, like, this guy has just been raging all week. Um, we're backing... <laughs> A Belichick team off a win, uh, a 21 point, you know, they scored 21 points last week. Um, it just it feels like it's just going to take some balls just because I, I just the guys I talk to, like some pros are on it, but most guys just want to avoid this game. They're happy they won last week on the Patriots. And now they're going to avoid it. But, um, yeah, it's either this or the Panthers. And, I, and like in the chat, Matt Mitchell said, not the fucking Panthers, which I agree with. We did them last. Oh, my week. God. I was I was going to say. How are the Panthers not our big balls? And that, that's the only other option. That's why I'm trying to go Patriots. Oh. You want to go Panthers instead? Of, that is that is truly the biggest ball. Of set. course I want to go okay. Panthers. <laughs> God damn it. We have to go Panthers. I'm going to blow my nose while you yell big. All right. The Carolina Panthers, they're going to be, get the graphics ready, Tito. Screw you, Matt Mitchell. It doesn't matter. We're going with. The Carolina Panthers against the Atlanta Falcons. That is our big balls bet of the week. There we go. (laughs) Matt Mitchell's comment. Oh, no. It's going to be so good. Effing Carolina. I'm saying effing because we are distributed. This podcast gets distributed so much more widely 
that some of the distribution platforms have been giving us feedback that maybe we should use fewer curse words. So I'm not, I'm not uh, <laughs> quoting Matt Mitchell verbatim. The last game I want to talk about. Well, first, they want us to not curse on a gambling show that's meant for people 21 and up. And I say tax-free all the time. I mean, I'm talking about breaking the law every week, but Guy, don't curse. We've given them that exact feedback. We have said, <laughs> wait a second, you know it's a gambling show. You know it's a free-flowing conversation. You know it's for people who yeah. are 21 and older. Cursing is a part of the the language. Yeah, the charm. The romance of this. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The motherfuckers don't want us to curse. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> New York Giants at New Orleans plus six. Okay. We didn't talk about this much. We liked the Saints initially when it was like four, four and a half. It got bet up a lot. Now I'm wondering, like, is there another side to this? I know it's scary to go back to the Tommy DeVito well. Yeah. But this team is playing well because Andrew Thomas has been back, hasn't missed a snap in three games. They've narrowed it down to three really good wide receivers. We saw how well they were playing against the Packers. Um, Saquon is healthy. But really, this is fading Derek Carr and Dennis Allen, who we hate. Derek Carr, uh, 34% in his career against the spread as a favorite. As a favorite of uh, field goal or more, 9 and 26, I think that's about 30%. Dennis Allen in his career, 6 and 16 is a favorite. Like, we're fading the Saints here who we just don't like. Yeah, I just don't get the number. That's what scared me off. It's like, why is this not three, three and a half, right? That That feels right. For the way that this Giants team's been playing, how Tommy DeVito's been playing, um, just a weird number. Like I, I just don't get it. And that's why I just really had nothing to bet on it. Where it's like, I, I took a little to six when I got up there on the Giants, but for pennies, like nothing really bet on this because I didn't really know what much to do with it. And um, you know, now I'm going through our app. It's like they're one of the most public dogs right now in the Giants. It's just I, I don't like any of the any of the feeling for this one. So I'll just pass on it, Chad. I got nothing for it. All right, let's talk about uh, the money line on Robin. But before we get to that, the Week 15 contest tiebreaker is total passing yards on Monday Night Football. Billy Ward, our Action Network predictive analyst, writes a weekly article about the tiebreaker strategy. And a link to that article can be found in this episode's description if you want to leg up in the contest. Good luck. I got three teams that I'm thinking about for our money line underdog round Robin. <laughs> Think about what the other two would be. Chicago, Carolina, Tampa. Chicago, Carolina. Tampa. Tampa. Who else? Should we go back to the well? Take our boy Tommy DeVito. I'm wondering, like, I like the I like the number there. Yeah, that's what I mean. I like I like the yeah. big number. I don't believe in it, but I like the number. Yep. And let's go with, I mean, this last one, I'll call it the Chad play, like the Jaguars. I don't get it, but this is the weirdest line of the week that we're not even talking about. I just, I got no, no idea what this line is. The Jaguars plus three at home against this Ravens team that they're just so much better than them across the board. This is just such a weird number on a one leg of Trevor Lawrence. Um, I mean, the guy crawled to 21 points against a terribly banged up Cleveland defense and got outplayed by Joe Flacco. Now he's plus three at home. I just do not, I do not get this line. So, um, yeah, we might as well, either them or Seattle, we got to throw one of them in this money line around Robin. Matt Mitchell was recommending Pittsburgh. It's too low at this point now. I'm looking at plus 105. It's too low yeah. for us. All right, we, let's go with like, the Jacks. We like the, we like the big ones. 
Matt Mitchell has never really listened to the show. He doesn't understand the concept of <laughs> what we like to do with the money. I love line, the thought. I love the thought. Robin. I'm surprised he didn't recommend a favorite. Yeah, I mean, let's go. Let's go, Jags. They're plus one forty. This will be in, in Matt Mitchell's review, by the way, and it'll kill it. <laughs> You're like Matt Mitchell uh, successfully recorded every episode of the podcast this year, but he did not listen because he doesn't understand the teams that we like to put into the money line underdog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna put in Chicago, Carolina, Tampa, the Giants, and the Jags. Matt Mitchell is gonna scream at me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Simon. Let's make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of all of our game day. The holidays are nearly here, Simon. Instead of cookies, do you think Santa would enjoy a Little Caesars hot and ready with his glass of milk? Mm, Pizza and milk go together perfectly. Order online during our pizza, pizza pregame one hour before NFL games and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Simon, what do you think about this new motto I invented today, right before the show? If your first round pick was a colossal bust, cheer yourself up with crazy crust. <laughs> Love it. However, your order your however you order your pizza, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickups. So grab some friends and en- grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. All right. As a reminder, second time, catch every episode of the Favorites Live on YouTube every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page, Simon. You mentioned Tampa Bay has not become one of your biggest bets of the week, but what are your biggest bets of the week right now? Uh, starting with Saturday, definitely Pittsburgh. Like, have heavily bet it. Uh, took the two and a half, took the two. Don't mind the one and a half either. Um, if you're scared off, tease it. Go ahead and put in a teaser. It's such a nice teaser number. Get up to seven and a half if you're, if you're really scared off by it. Uh, New England Patriots, unfortunately, getting up there. The Bears... Tennessee, uh, Panthers, Bills. Um, and, I mean, it was getting there. I mean, it probably is in my top five at this point, but the Ravens, but, like, I, I don't know what to do with it. Like, I just – as soon as it went back to three, I was like, I got to grab this because it's going to go back up, and it just hasn't, which is scaring the hell out of me. So, um, yeah, my chalkiest bet this week is definitely the Ravens. But, um, yeah, it's just – I just don't know if Mitchell will get in the contest just because it's so chalky. Um, it's just a, an insane number. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day they power out the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boosts. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia. 
or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. All right, before we get out of here, we're joined by Action Network Director of Research, Evan Abrams. We talk about him all the time on the show. Evan, you get the last word. The last word with Evan Abrams. We're finished talking. What's up, fellas? So, Bills, Cowboys. Last two years, Cowboys, 15 and one straight up, 12 and four against the spread at home. Eight and eight straight up, eight and eight against the spread on the road. Of those 16 road games, seven on turf, nine on grass. Seven and zero oh against the spread, seven zero oh straight up on turf. One and eight straight up, one and eight against the spread on grass. Overall on turf, 22 and one straight up, 19 and four against the spread the last two years. Now, you say to yourself, well, two-year sample. Okay. Since 2019, Dallas, 5-14 and 14 against the spread on the road versus grass teams. They are 17-5 and five against the spread on the road versus turf teams. 14-1 and one ATS last 15. Now, listen, I like Buffalo this week, but crazy trend. And going back, just seems like their offense is kind of rolling on turf. So, interesting. We'll see how it goes going forward. Buffalo, obviously, a turf field. Okay, what a resurgence by the Broncos' defense. So the Broncos' defense is actually third in EPA per play, points added, per play since week six. In weeks one through five, they were 32nd last in the NFL. The Broncos' defense allowed a completion percentage of 73.6% through eight games, tied for the third highest in the Super Bowl era. Since that point, 55.3, lowest in the NFL. Crazy what they've been doing. So see if that continues against Detroit. Tough in the Lions' den this week. Now, finally, in betting football, travel, rest, and prep time are kind of a frequently debated handicapping tool. It's noise versus substance. One fun angle, and this is just a piece of information as I smile before I say it. Historically, it seems that it's difficult for teams to exceed expectations after playing in certain locations. Teams that play on the road, coming off a road game in Atlanta, Vegas, LA, Miami, New Orleans, or New York, this year, 4-9-1 against the spread. Last five years, 30, 49, and 4, 38% against the spread. Last 10 years, 61, 98, and 6, 38% against the spread. Minnesota, Denver, Tampa, Houston this week. Of those eight teams that I met that, that, that are in those cities, six are in the bottom nine in the NFL. So if you look at the whole league, those teams all the way at the bottom. I can only say what, uh, what, what the facts are, Chad. What am I supposed to take from that? They're like, those are such pretty <laughs> cities. Yeah, so basically party cities and just difficult to come off those games. So Minnesota, Denver, Tampa, Houston, all coming off those locations last week as a road game, playing on the road again. Bad this year, bad recently, bad historically, just tough. And they don't cover the spread in those situations. So no matter what the line is, just difficult to exceed expectations. I don't know what to do with that one. I guess I'm glad we're not really on any of those teams that are off of those locations. Thank you, Evan. Excellent, excellent work as always, even if I don't understand the last one. Rams minus six and a half is a foxhole. Simon says Chicago three and a half. Exact decision, Buffalo two and a half. Big balls, Carolina. I think it's really Carolina three, um, even though in the contest it's three and a half. But uh, Carolina three is the best offer across the board. We got balls. We don't care. 
We're going to say take it at three. Round Robin, Chicago, Carolina, Tap, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, New York, Giants. The Faves Five for now. All right. I did lock in five games last night. Those five games, Bears plus three and a half, Panthers plus three and a half, Titans minus two and a half, uh, Bills minus two and a half, Bucks plus three and a half. That's it for now. We'll evaluate over the next few days. Very possible Simon and I decide the Rams get in there somehow. I feel like the Bucks are on the on the fence. We might we might lose our courage on the Bucks. We won't lose our courage on the Panthers. I'll tell you that right now. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift until Sunday night, 7:30 Eastern. For Simon Hunter, I'm Chad Millman. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.